0: Today's dollop is dedicated to Fee, who commented recently to say how much she enjoyed my train stories. Well, Fee, I have another train story for you today, but I can't promise that it'll be particularly entertaining or amusing. But I am annoyed and need to rant. I also need to quickly write this dollop before I get to my friend's Aisha's house. So, I am going to kill two birds with one stone and have a rant while dolloping. Obviously, I am being figurative about the bird killing. I thought I'd better just clarify that in case you misunderstood and thought that I was so annoyed that I planned on taking out my aggression on a couple of birds. Those days are well behind me. I arrived at the train platform just as the 1810 train to Manchester was pulling away. I quickly checked the National Rail app and discovered that there was another train at 1814. I tried to find someone to give me directions to the platform, but no one was proving helpful. They were all too busy frantically trying to catch their trains, frenziedly running around like headless chickens. Eh, that's now another reference to injured bird life. I promised you one of my legendary train stories, didn't I, Fee? But so far the major theme seems to be bird maiming. No more references to dismembered animals, promise. I made it to the platform just in time just in time for the 1814 train to Manchester to pull away. If I'd have only aimed the 1814 originally, I'd be on the bloody thing now, and heading to Manchester. Then again, if that happened, then you wouldn't be listening to this particular blog, with all of its hilarious tangents about bird death. So, as far as you're concerned, you're immensely glad that I missed both those trains. I checked the app again. If the next train was at 1818, and the one after that was 1820, then I would not try and make the 1818. I know that you're enjoying this crazy adrenaline fueled rollercoaster ride of a story, but I can't base all my decisions on what will make for a more exciting dollop. I had somewhere to be. The next train wasn't until 1840. I'd be half an hour late, but at least I'd definitely make this train. Immediately I found someone helpful to take me to Platform 7, and so I was at the Platform by 1817. So I would have made the 1818 after all. I cursed my decision. And then I remembered that the 1818 was a hypothetical train that I had merely made up so as to inform a decision about not racing for trains at the risk of missing two trains. With all the confusion, I had started conflating my hypothetical constructions with reality. It happens to the best of us, doesn't it? I had a 22-minute wait for the train. It didn't take long for the announcer on the station's PA to disavow me of that notion. The 1840 service to Manchester Airport is delayed by 13 minutes. I was now running 45 minutes late. At 1840, another announcement came telling us that the next train to arrive at Platform 7 is the 1840 service to Manchester Airport. I began to hope that maybe this meant that the train was now no longer delayed and it would be arriving on time. However, the announcement must have merely been telling us that this was the next train on that platform rather than it being the train that was now arriving. Because at 18.53 the train pulled onto the platform 13 minutes late. It took another five minutes before the train eventually pulled away. It must have been stuck in the station behind another train. I was now running 50 minutes late. But at least the train had now started moving and I was finally on my way. I settled into my seat and got my laptop out ready to type up to today's dollop. I didn't intend to write about this train delay. After all, it's not much of a story. We've all been delayed by 50 minutes before. It's not really anything to write home about. Certainly nothing to write to a few hundred people online about. Okay, obviously I've managed to use my amazing storytelling skills to weave this into an incredible, epic, dramatic, thrilling hellraiser of a tale. But if that had been the end of my travelling wars, then I wouldn't have bothered telling you about my journey. I intended to write a blog about something that happened to me at Sainsbury's. Today. Yes, I know, a Sainsbury story, even more popular than my train stories. But as I opened my laptop and began to type, an announcement came over the PA. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the 1858 service to Plymouth. What? How the hell had this happened? At that moment, the ticket inspector approached my seat. I explained to him the situation. Apparently, I had been on platform 6, not platform 7. The person who took me to the platform must have taken me to the wrong one. To add insult to injury, the ticket man then informed me that the 1840 had actually left on time as the delay had been cleared. So, that announcement that I'd heard saying that the next train to arrive at platform 7 was the 1840 service to Manchester Airport actually did mean that the train was then arriving. While I was just sat on the wrong platform. So I'd now missed three trains to Manchester and I was heading towards Plymouth. Fortunately it wasn't a direct train to Plymouth. I would have to get off at Chesterfield then get the next train to Manchester. At least the ticket inspector didn't charge me for a ticket to Chesterfield otherwise this dollop might have seen yet another casualty to add to the stoned and decapitated figurative birds. Fifteen minutes later I was at Chesterfield station. I asked a member of staff when the next train to Manchester was. He informed me that I'd literally just missed one. I would have a half an hour wait. Providing there were no more issues, I was going to be two hours late. I wrote this last sentence on the train. The train then pulled into Manchester, so I closed my laptop and alighted. The final bit of my journey was a tram ride. I arrived at the tram stop just as my tram was pulling away. Fortunately, after ten minutes wait, I am now on the tram, so I better end this dollop here and upload it, because I've already kept my friend waiting for over two hours, and I think I might be pushing her over the edge if I then arrived at her house and then spent the first 20 minutes ignoring her whilst uploading the dollop. And I don't want to be pushing anybody over edges. Otherwise that might be yet another casualty to add to the list. David's Daily Digital 267. Oh, did you hear that sound? You might be thinking dare I dream The moment has come ladies and gentlemen It's another David's Daily Digital dollop from the bath Although Billy isn't here with me today so don't get your hopes up too much I've got to head out again this evening and before I do fortunately no trains will be involved So I thought as I prepare myself, as I groom myself Oh yes, you be amazed at the positions I can contort into I can groom myself I thought I'd have a bath first before I started grooming myself Uh, Before we talk about today's topic, I did need to revisit a couple of things from the dollop a couple of days ago. For instance, the many fun interactive features that the dollop from a couple of days ago contained, which is from the kitchen while I was doing the dishes. So the first exciting feature was, of course, where's my sponge? this is on account of me losing the sponge somewhere but unfortunately i found it during the dollop. but i decided rather than telling you where the sponge was to turn it into a very exciting interactive feature ask you to guess where the sponge was the answer was on the work surface by the sink underneath the chopping board so very well done to you if you got that at home but of course that wasn't the only exciting interactive feature on that dollop i was really pulling out all the stops we also played What am I washing? Now, it would be a shame if I just gave the answer away straight away, because obviously there might be some people who didn't listen to the dollop a couple of days ago who are now ruining the day. It would be a shame for them to miss out on the uh, chance to guess what I am washing from the sound clue. So I thought, for the benefit of those people, and for the benefit of you, to remind you, here is the sound of me washing the item, and then I shall reveal what the item was. The item in question that I was washing was a wok. I'm sure those features will make a triumphant return at some point. It's only a matter of time. So yesterday I mentioned that I was going to tell you something that happened at Sainsbury's. It was just a small thing really but I know how much you enjoy my Sainsbury's anecdotes so I uh, thought I'd regale you with this. I was looking to make a curry in the slow cooker. I had this recipe for a curry and I went to Sainsbury's to get the various ingredients. And uh, one of the things that it asked for was cilantro. I've, I've heard of cilantro before, but I wasn't exactly sure on what it was. I knew it was some sort of herb. But anyway, we looked all over for cilantro at Sainsbury's and they said, oh, I don't think we have it. And I thought, you must have it. There's no reason not to have cilantro. I mean, it's, you've got everything else. I mean, they had all sorts of unusual herbs. Anyway, she went away to investigate And she came back and said that apparently one of the shop assistants reckons that cilantro is the American name for coriander. Of course, as soon as we knew that, we managed to find coriander absolutely fine. Anyway, the person who was taking me around said, I wonder why they call it something different. And I said, well, I assume that cilantro maybe is the Latin term and coriander might be an anglicized term or something. Maybe like a European name. At which point the woman said, oh yeah, it's like um, America called pavement sidewalks, don't they? She had quite a slow, drawn out voice. She didn't seem, I don't want to cast aspersions but she didn't seem like the kind of person who might be listening to David's Daily Digital Dollop. She didn't possess that much erudition, I don't think. She didn't seem like a David's Daily Digital Dollop listener. If Michael Hughes had a blog, then she might listen to that. That's kind of the level of intelligence that we're talking about here. Anyway, I might be wrong, but she sort of said, Oh yeah, like Americans call pavement sidewalks, don't they? So I said, well, that's, again, that's the same thing. I said... Because pavements, they come from the French term, pavement whereas sidewalk is Latin, of course. It's from the Latin, sidewalkus. And I don't think the woman realized I was doing a joke. She just sort of went, oh, right. And it sort of transported me back to when I had a proper job. And I used to do a proper job for a living. And I used to be at work and try and brighten up the day, make it more bearable with little jokes now and again. And it always went over people's heads. It was always just met with the same kind of, oh, right. It's kind of like you're they you haven't got anything really in common with a lot of the people you're with on a daily basis. And just little jokes to try and brighten up the day, but they were, they were going over everyone's heads, they weren't really getting it. Although I might be being a bit harsh here, I mean, in fairness, I was a funeral director, so uh, it's not really the dumb thing for a funeral director to be making jokes all the time, is it? Anyway, we've reached the stage where the end is very much in sight when it comes to these dollops in so much as it is dollop 267 which means we're now into double digits when it comes to how many dollops are remaining so suddenly, the idea of doing 98 more dollops doesn't seem so bad, really. It seems doable. Although it's not plain sailing by any stretch of the imagination because I've got a massively busy October. I think I'm busy every single day of October. And then in November and early December, we have our singing weekends that we've done. If you've never been to one of those before, we basically take over a youth hostel. We do warn them in advance. So we don't just take over. It's not like an invasion that we... uh It's absolutely brilliant. We all arm ourselves with weapons. We go in there, we invade and ransack the hostel. Then there's a brutal battle that no doubt ensues over the spoil. You know, we're sort of arguing over who owns what from the various possessions that we've taken from people. And then at the end, we sing some ballads. But basically, we take over a youth hostel. We, We do harmony workshops. We sing. We do quizzes and games but it's non-stop really i mean we're busy between essentially seven or eight o'clock in the morning till often about two o'clock the next morning absolutely non-stop because there's always stuff going on we've always got to be there so i don't know where i'm going to get the chance to do the dollops the challenge could still falter another thing about the dollop from a couple of days ago a dollop which was entitled my housemate's pierced penis on account of ben my housemate walking into the kitchen while i was recording the dollop and jangling some keys and i very hilariously said that it was the sound of ben's new penis piercing so i called the dollop of my housemate's pierced penis and it just so happened that ben's mother saw that one so she was rather intrigued by that And i mean it's happened before where she gets ben related news from me first through the medium of the dollop when i told the story about us getting a new sofa before ben had even told her about the sofa she already knew about it So, often you will get the news first from the dollops. So, actually, can I just be... You can all switch off now, other listeners. This is just for Ben's mother. It's probably not the place, the time of the place to tell you this, but it's probably easier. I'm here, I'm in the bath, I'm in a safe place. It's just easier for me to tell you here. So, if everybody else wants to switch off, I'm just talking now to Ben's mother. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And I'll be back tomorrow with dollop 268. Okay, well... I think it's just worth you knowing about Ben's drug problem. He's trying to keep it from you. And I've been complicit in that, which I apologise for, but it's getting rather serious now. He snorts, he ingests... Um, he's just a serious class A drug user so I just thought I'd take this opportunity to warn you about that. I mean there is a cause of danger that you're not actually listening to this now and uh, everybody else who I've told to stop listening is still listening. But I think I know the listeners well enough to respect my wishes. When I ask them to switch off and say this is a private message, I think, I, I think the listeners respect my wishes there. We, we've built up a good rapport, me and the listeners, you know a good level of respect. They wouldn't do something like just listen. I mean there's a danger that they might think this is part of the, the sort of the comedy aspect it's not particularly funny though is it so you can clearly tell that it isn't if this was part of the actual real dollop then i would have thrown in a few jokes wouldn't i anyway hopefully you're listening to this it'd be a bit frustrating if i spent all this time doing this and then you know you didn't listen you just thought i'm not interested in listening to you in the bath david i just want to find out where the sponge was and what you were watching and then I'm off There's a chance that you won't be listening But anyway I think we need to get some help Is what I'm saying I hope you're well And I'm sorry about breaking this news to you Well there's no point in saying Thank you very much for listening Because seems a bit formal doesn't it Bearing in mind it's just me and you I'm just talking to you now There's nobody else listening Or there shouldn't be anybody else listening anyway I don't want to say thank you very much for listening If there are other people listening I'll be annoyed If there are other people listening It's very rude of them So anyway, I hope everything is well. Um, Let me know when your husband's away and I'll pop round again for the usual. Yeah, I'll speak to you soon anyway. Bye-bye. There. I'll move this over here. I'm sure you'll agree that's a good idea. I've moved a can of deodorant away from the microphone just in case there is any weird acoustic reflections on the metallic surface of the can. That's the kind of professional I am. Anyways, David's Daily Digital Dollop, Dollop 268. Dollop 268. Who do you appreciate? David Eagle. Thank you for listening, everybody. I am currently working on The Youngins in the Mix. It will be ready for Monday. So I've been working on that for the last day or so. That's me scrolling through the track. Oh, it sounds quite scary. Can you can you guess what the song is by the Oh, that's a good game. Right, hang on, I'll bring the microphone closer to the speaker. Again, like the true professional that I am here. Can you guess what the song is or the piece of music is? It's reversed and sped up because I'm scrolling through the, the track sort of in fast speed. I'm scrubbing through the track backwards. <laughs> Well, actually maybe I should isolate that's not fair to do that because there's more than one track going at the same time but now there's only one here we go oh, bit of a clue there okay so There's another interactive feature. I mean, no one's got involved with any of my interactive features so far. No one guessed where the sponge was. No one guessed where I was washing. I mean, there's people listening to this. (laughs) You know, I can can see how many of you are listening. I'm not doing this for the good of my own health. I'm certainly not doing it for the good of my own health, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) I'm having a very nervous breakdown. I'm going to do this every day. Nobody is commenting on my interactive feature. So come on, pull your finger out of your arse. Yes, I can see what you're doing. Yes, you don't realise you've got your webcam on when you're listening to The Dollops. You're sat there at your computer, you dirty animal. Especially you, Chloe. I mean, every single time, but I mean, I expected better from you, Mavis. Dear, <laughs> there. Anyway, what is the piece of music? I will play it again at the end... And feel free to interact or just not bother, if that's the way you want to play the game. Fair enough. But I know you're out there, so stop. Don't think, oh, you won't know we're listening. It's my guilty pleasure. That and put my finger up my arse. <laughs> that's my two... The, only, the two things that I do to relax. Guess what it is, and I shall reveal tomorrow. I shall be going downstairs to the kitchen to wash the dishes something to look forward to again ladies and gentlemen twice in one week oh, my goodness I'm going really do pull out all the stops for you as far as these dollops are concerned I shall be doing that not really for any particular entertainment reasons <laughs> just because the dishes need to be done and also Elsa is going to go to sleep in the next few minutes so I shall go downstairs so as not to disturb her she can uh, listen to the dollop in its uh, another time I'm sure she will in its edited form she's very lucky I mean sometimes you know she can hear what I'm saying you get the the edited highlights but she if she wanted to could also get the unedited version as well sometimes I do catch her standing outside my door and I think she's got like a recorder and I think she is putting together a kind of a bootleg dollop series I think that's what's going on there so it's going to have all the bits that I take out so I think that's what she's doing and I've already called her I wasn't sure what she was doing at first but she's been messing around on the on sort of Photoshop and using various sort of art programs and I think she's creating the artwork work, I think that's what she's up to and I've already seen her as well with wrapping paper and wrapping up lots of Actually, why would she be wrapping them up? (laughs) She hasn't put the CD in the thing yet, the DVD. That doesn't make sense. Anyone would think I'm making this up. I haven't thought it through. Um, I've been foiled. Anyway, we have a comment to read out. It does not pertain to yesterday's exciting interactive feature, but it does pertain to another question that I posed to you regarding the dollop, the musical. Which dollop would allow me to turn into a musical? Uh, We'll come to that very shortly, but first, it's time to reveal, before I go downstairs, it's time to reveal the answer to the mystery piece of music competition. The feature hasn't got a name. So The Youngers in the Mix is coming out tomorrow and I accidentally pressed one of the buttons on the computer and it started scrolling through one of the tracks on the mix and it scrolled through at high speed and in reverse because it was scrolling from right to left. And so I played the clip and I said, what is the piece of music? Can you identify it? So here is the song as I played it to you. Tim Blake. Part okay. 1. Mark 1. Da, da, da. Mark. Miss Ah, one. Here we are. Bar Bar. Bar. okay this is what I played <laughs> etc. Okay, let's play it forwards and reveal the answer. my friends it is of course well it's not it's not that ignore that bit it's just the next bit of the mix on deck eight if you're interested there we are. so it was the Countdown theme tune there you go which will feature in the mix at some point you can look forward to seeing how that factors into the mix tomorrow the young'uns in the mix will be released anyway let's go downstairs okay Okay, so we have a comment from Jill on Dollop 268 yesterday. She says, I think the first bath dollop may be turned into a musical. The fact that you mentioned me may or may not have something to do with my choice. I don't remember mentioning Jill, but I do a lot of these, and I can't even remember. I remember Billy was in the bath with me, but I don't remember. Oh (laughs) dear, my goodness. Okay, it's time for a new feature. What have I just dropped? Okay, come on everybody, join in, (laughs) get involved. There's a bit of an extra clue as I pick it back up. What have I dropped? It, Jill. What kind of thing would you like me to talk about? Well, I remember talking about the Singing in the Bath is such a lovely thing to do song that I sang as a child and I also remember my three man in a bath romp. Are you suggesting that I turn the three man in a bath romp? Do you want the three man in a bath romp? Is that what you want as a musical? I'm not sure if I'm going to accept that suggestion, Jill, but I might listen to the bath time dollop again. Ah, oh, bloody hell. Oh, something else that's dropped. I mean, that's too much excitement for. I can't, you know, we've already had an interactive feature. We kind of. What if I dropped again? That was a knife and a spoon. Anyway, any more suggestions for which dollop you would like turned into a musical? You are very welcome, because at the moment, if I don't get anything by like a week or two, well, I say that, I've got no bloody time anyway to do this. It'll happen at some point anyway. Like before Christmas, David's Daily Digital dollop, the musical. You've got quite a bit of time to get your suggestions in. I mean, maybe it'll be this. When I dropped. Whatever I dropped, I'm not gonna tell you what I dropped, but maybe that will feature. Okay, I'll tell you what it was. It was a pan. That's what I dropped. The reason I've decided to tell you what it was is because now we can brainstorm or mind shower. I think you've got to say in these politically correct days, because brainstorm sounds a bit like what you do if you have is it epilepsy or something? Who's our political correctness correspondence? Feel free to get in touch about that. So you know, for instance, this is the kind of thing I could do. Wham, bang, I dropped the pan. It fell onto the kitchen floor with a clang. Stooping down to the ground, I began to pick up the pan, but then oh damn, a spoon fell onto my head. It's a good job it wasn't a plate, or I'll be dead. Today gravity is being Oh, nearly dropped. There's a bit of sound effects there. Today gravity is not being kind. It's hard to do with the dishes when you're totally blind. I'm not totally blind, but it's scanned better. It's not hard to do the dishes when you're blind, but it it rhymes. So, that kind of thing. I mean, I've just come up with that spontaneously. So, just imagine what I could come up with with a bit of effort. So now you're interested, aren't you? David's Jelly Digital Dot the Musical. Now yeah. you weren't so sure before, but now. Well, what can I do for the three man in a bath romp? It's time for a three... I don't know why I'm rapping. It's time for a three man in the bath romp. I'm so excited at the bit I do chomp. But whose bit I'm chomping is none of your business. Trust me what we're about to do. You don't want to witness. The clothes are off. We're getting naked and wet. But the thing is, we're not even in the bath yet. I don't think I need to offer an explanation. Let's just leave that to your imagination. You can probably work it out. You can probably do the math. We're having a three-man romp in the bath. Now, maybe actually it wasn't such a bad idea after all, Jill. (laughs) So that's the kind of thing I can do, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not even writing this. I'm just, I'm washing the dishes and singing at the same time, making up a song. That is the sound of mashed potato cooking. You say potato, I say potato, we all say potato. Why would you say anything else? I mean, what else are you going to say? Call called potatoes. Ah. If you're English, you call them potatoes, surely. I wonder how that is on French radio, because you know that a lot of English songs are translated into other languages for foreign audiences. I wonder if there's a version of that song, the sort of the French or German market, and it just doesn't really make any sense. I mean, the song doesn't really make that much sense anyway, but for a French audience, it'd be even more confusing. It'd be like, Vous parlez pond de terre, uh, je parle le pond de terre. It's like, pond de terre? Why would you call it pond de terre? <laughs> the French are getting very confused by this. I can't remember what tomato is in French. I mean, Elsa could probably tell me. Well, she could tell me because she's French. I say she could probably tell me. I'd imagine she knows how to say tomato. Tomate. It's just bloody tomate, isn't it? <laughs> don't even have to go and ask her. So then it would so. It's basically, the song would go... Vous <clears> parlez de terre, je parlez pond de terre. Vous parlez tomate, je parlez tomoute. Maybe that's how the song goes. And the French are just getting very confused. I don't know if it would be... Would it be less confusing? I think the difference is... Tomato, tomato makes sense. But potato, potato doesn't make sense. So I'll, I'll, but I don't know whether the French would have an equivalent of that. They probably all just say tomat. No one probably says tomut. Tomat, tomut. Pond de terre, pond de ta. And then I don't know how you sing. Let's call the whole thing off in French. Je parle les de terre, tu parles pond de, thé, parle de, de tête. Je parle de tomate, vous parlez de the tain, pond de de tat, tomate, tomote, let's call the whole thing off. Whatever the French would be. I'll find out from Elsa. Elsa, yeah. how do you say let's call the whole thing off in French? What? Let's call the whole thing off. On peut tout arrêter? On peut tout arrêter. 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 On peut tout arrêter. On peut tout? On peut tout Arrêter. On peut à la OK. It's a good song. So we go. Tu pâles, pommes de terre. Je pâles, pommes de Tu pâles, tomat, Je pâles, tomoute. Pommes de terre, pommes de terre. Tomate, Oh, I forgot it. Oh, pâle. What's the last name? Au um put alate. That's what alate. I need. All the. Arg. Al. Al. Um put well, let's go. I, I you say argate I say alate. Let's call the whole thing off. Um Breast all the allate means breast vein, you know? <laughs> so no, let's call the whole thing breastfeeding. Feel free to join in, Elsa. Topal, pon de terre, chupal, pon de tat, topal, tomat, chupal, tomut, pon de terre, pon de tat, tomat, tomut. Oh no. Thank you, merci. I think I should uh, get myself a job in a French cafe playing the piano. Now, I went upstairs to try and find the rest of the words and um, it's quite funny the way that my screen reader reads the song because it completely defeats the whole objective of the song. So let's hear the screen reader. You say neither and I say neither. You say neither and I say neither. Either, either, neither, neither. Let's store the whole thing off. You like potato and I like potato. You like tomato and I like tomato. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Let's stall the whole thing off. There you go. (laughs) So they don't really disagree on that much. The only one that they disagree on is potato or potato, which I think is ridiculous. I think he's just saying potato to be contrary. He knows it's not potato. I mean, I can understand tomato or tomato, but there, in that version, my screen reader version, so the lyrics don't really translate to screen readers. I mean, if that wasn't a song, if that was a poem, you know, and I was reading a book of poetry with my screen reader, and my screen reader started reading that, what the bloody hell are they going on about? You say neither, I say neither. You say either, I say either. I think the marriage guidance counsellor would be very confused at this point. Does it really matter if one says tomato and one says tomato? Uh, Oh, Actually, having said that, if I went out with someone who said potato, I don't think our relationship would be lasting very long. If you are listening to this and you, you think you are a prospective lady, by which I mean my prospective lady i don't mean if you are a prospective lady then be warned if you say potato then our relationship will be doomed but if you say neither as opposed to neither then i think there's no problem with that I will happen. i say neither but if you said neither i wouldn't have a problem with that tomatoes tomatoes unless you're american uh, i think that would be a bit weird but i think it would be enough to disqualify you from being in a relationship with me but I think it would get it would would rile me a little bit and I think if you wanted to be with me then unless you for whatever reason really had a a desire to call tomatoes tomatoes if you've done it all your life and fair enough I wouldn't ask you to change that for me but potato or potato potato, there's no contest if you say potato then we're not not going out you know and I I think that should really be the litmus test I should really do that you know I don't want to be in a situation where we've got married and maybe it's the day of the wedding and then we're having a buffet or something we're all loved up and really happy and all our families around and then she says oh David this buffet is amazing have you tried the potato salad I uh, have the what? The potato salad. Ah, uh, the potato salad. Oh, I don't believe this. Right, let's get it annulled. Annulled? What do you mean annulled? You know, like terminate the wedding. We're getting it annulled. Annulled? You say annulled? I say annulled. Oh, bloody hell. Right, we're definitely calling the whole thing off. A couple of days ago, when I was in the kitchen, I'd already done about seven minutes worth of dollop and then I started telling a couple of stories which went on for about another ten minutes and so rather than creating one 17-minute dollop, I decided to split them into two parts and I was going to play those two stories on yesterday's dollop but then I got sidetracked about you say potato, I say potato. So here we are, back in the kitchen with me a couple of days ago for a couple of stories. A story regarding Sean. A couple of stories actually involving Sean. The first one, he had a problem with his computer and he went into a computer shop and they told him what was wrong with it but he had to call because he had like insurance or whatever or a guarantee he had to call this technical support person and they had to sort it out from that end or something but he took it into the shop and they told him what was wrong with it and what he needed to do anyway so he rang me up and he said i've just been on the phone to a call center and he says you know i mean i don't mind if call centers aren't based in england but i mean this person is absolutely clueless I told him exactly what I needed, exactly what the man in the shop said, but his English was, he just clearly couldn't understand what I was saying. You know, it was like one of those call centres based in India, and he just had absolutely no idea what I was talking about. There was clearly a language barrier there, and it was just getting more and more frustrating. I couldn't explain to him what I wanted, he wouldn't listen. He kept talking absolute gibberish, so in the end I had to hang up, and I'm going to have to just call back another time and hope I don't get him again. I said, well, what happened? Like, what did you say? He said, well, I just said exactly what they said in the shop. You know, I'm not very technically minded, but I just said exactly what they told me in the shop, what I had to say. I said to him, "I've got a problem with me mortar board." I said, you what? He said, yeah, I've got a problem with my motorboard. That's what they told me in the shop. Say you've got a problem with your motorboard. and they'll know what you're talking about. But he had no idea. He got all confused. He kept saying motherboard. You've got a problem with your motherboard. I said, No, I've got a problem with my motherboard, I've got a problem with my motorboard. He said, I don't know what you mean, a motorboard. Do you mean motherboard? I mean, I probably don't mean motherboard. He, I said motorboard. And I kept saying motorboard. and he kept saying motherboard. And I don't have a clue why he thought I was saying mother. I was saying mortar. Clearly saying mortar. Oh, absolutely ridiculous it was. You know, clear language barrier here. And that's the problem. He just couldn't understand my accent at all. <laughs> and so I had to explain to Sean that the fault didn't lie with the Indian call centre person and that the fault and the miscommunication lied solely with Sean, who clearly misheard what the man in the shop had said to him because there's no such thing as a mortarboard when it comes to computers. It is a motherboard. So it took him a while to believe me. He said I'm not sure the man in the shop said mortarboard, David. But then I went on the internet and and typed in computer mortarboard and nothing came up. And we typed in computer motherboard and lots of things came up, obviously. So that was the first story about Sean and computers. And the second one I got a phone call From Again it was from An Indian call centre actually He said You have a problem With your computer We have identified A problem with your computer Well straight away Alarm bells are ringing Because I was thinking Well why would you Know what's going on With my computer Like why would you That doesn't make any sense You have a problem With your Windows computer I said we've got Quite a few Windows computers In the house Which one? And he just said All of them They've all been infected With a virus And we've identified this problem but we can fix it and straight away i knew it was uh, clearly a hoax i mean how are these people getting this information but it clearly didn't make any sense but well, i thought i would go with it anyway and i said oh dear so i thought i'd go with it i thought well i'll have a little bit of a fun because I thought, well, well, I wasn't really doing anything particular that day. This is quite a while ago now, like sort of 2008 or something. I was unemployed. I wasn't really... I didn't really have much to do with my time. It was all fine. I thought, I might as well keep this person on hold for as long as I can. Because then it'll stop him potentially doing something to someone more gullible, someone more vulnerable. Like maybe someone who's a bit older or something, who doesn't, you know, not as computer savvy. It's not going to work on me, but it's, it clearly probably does work with someone. Hence, this is why they want to do it. So I said, oh, what do I need to do to fix the problem? He said, well... Switch on one of your laptops, I can give you something to type in, and that will tell us whether that is the computer that has the virus on it, because it will come up with with a, a string of text. Anyway, so he gave me loads of stuff to type in, and I didn't want to type it in, because I thought, well, goodness couldn't know what it's going to do, it might break the computer. But I pretended to, and it was quite a long string of stuff that he wanted me to type. Anyway, so he gave me a massive string of text, and I now and again would say, oh, bloody hell, I've typed in the wrong letter there, let me just delete that. Oh. Bloody hell, you hope know I what I've done, my friend. I'm, I'm a bit nervous, you know, and I'm thinking about having this virus. I've, I've uh, accidentally deleted the whole thing. We'll have to start again. <laughs> and he's clearly trying to stop himself getting annoyed. <laughs> you know, these con artists, they haven't got much patience. So he's, uh, he has to start again. And I did that at least twice. <laughs> oh, I was like, right, OK, I think I've waited until we write the end. And I went and he's like, okay, now press enter. And I was like, right, okay, enter. Oh, bloody hell. I've hit the backspace, haven't I? (laughs) I've deleted it again. (laughs) Like, Fancy putting the backspace right above the enter key. You know, it's so big as well. So easy to hit. Absolutely ridiculous. We're going to have to do it again, my friend. (laughs) It went on for ages. And he's trying to temper himself. And I thought, well, it serves him right for being such a hook. I was having a great time. Because it's very rare that you actually get one over on a con artist. You know, you, you know you're being conned. You know he's trying to scam you out of money or something. He's going to try and steal your information or he's going to do something. I was having an absolute whale of a time. Anyway, so then I was like, right, I've got it, I've got it. I'm pressing enter. And I pressed enter, and then you could tell, finally, and his hopes started soaring. He's like, OK, sir, so what have you got? I says, oh, hang on, you won't believe it. Me batteries ran out on my laptop. I thought I had it plugged in. Me batteries ran out. Just a second, I'll go and plug it in. Hopefully it's remembered all that text that you gave me, because that will be annoying, wouldn't it, going to put that in again? even though I was taking absolutely ages, he must have thought it was worth hanging on. He thought I've got someone here, I'm conning him, he's obviously an idiot, he can't, he's hitting the back space, his batteries run out, you know, I mean, he's clearly an absolute idiot, he has no idea about computers if I could just be patient, I'll get loads of money from this one. Because that was the thing like, I knew it was clearly a hoax as well because he was offering this for free, seemingly he didn't, like, mention any money or anything like that, so it was clear that he was looking for, like, credit card details or something, or he was going to steal some information and charge me to get the information back or something like that you know, no one it's not like a philanthropic organization that just calls you up going, Okay, we've just been looking at people's computers, you know, not not in a hacking kind of way, just in a security way, you know, we're sort of the neighbourhood watch, but an IT international version. That's what we are. We're just a bunch of nice people from India who like to help people if they've got viruses on their computer. And the fact that it costs us to do this, because it's an international call, <laughs> and we make thousands of these on a daily basis, is neither here nor there. We we're A philanthropic group Anyway so he holds on And then I pretend That I can't find my plug And I'm like Oh this is bloody typical I put my plug down somewhere let me try and find it hang on a minute so I took a good couple of minutes looking for the plug eventually I found the plug so I plugged the thing in and then restarted the computer and I said you won't believe it my friend the thing that you got me to type in that long bit of text it's gone unfortunately we're gonna have to do it again um so he was getting a bit annoyed but he was trying to temper it because obviously he didn't want to put me off so I was like and I do apologize I have to say as well you've done this out of the goodness of your own heart essentially you rang me up to tell me there's a problem with the computer you know you." paying for the call, it's an international call, all the way from India, you know, you've called me up in England to help me with my computer problem and i've hardly repaid your generosity have i i mean i've spent 15 minutes i've accidentally deleted the text then i've lost me I, I, I really do apologize anyway give me that bit of text again and again I, I do apologize i mean really i should throw you a bit of money your way you know because you're doing this out of the goodness of your own heart but uh we'll, we'll talk about money uh later shall we but i'm not going to see you go without for this this is very generous of you <laughs> and he seems absolutely confused now he's going let so will you just type in the text and i'm like yes yes okay (laughs) of course my friend of course sorry (laughs) so he gives me the text again and i type it in and he says okay press enter i said i'd press enter and then he's like okay sir and what's on the screen and then i just stopped i just didn't speak and he said hello sir and i didn't speak and i just kept not speaking hello 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 hello, and he was getting more and more annoyed, again, trying to hide it just in case I'd gone somewhere and say, hello, sir, hello, hello, but nothing. I just thought, I'll just keep quiet and just see how long it goes on. I think I'd managed to keep him on the phone for about 40 minutes, I think, all in all, which I think is quite a good achievement, considering we didn't actually get anywhere. And I think because of that, I saved someone potentially being rung up that day and having their information stolen. I then went on the internet and I researched this company because they said they were from some kind of computer, like computer help desk or something. So I searched for it on the internet and it brought up basically that it was a scam. And apparently what they do is they steal passwords and they try and find, like, credit card information and stuff. And if you're on PayPal, they'll try and log into that and they'll access your computer remotely so they can control it and all sorts of stuff. And they'll fob you off and tell you that you've got a virus. And apparently they kind of crash your computer and they give you some kind of virus and then they charge you to fix it. So they'll say, yes, we've identified that you do have a virus on your computer, even though you didn't. If you want it fixed, then we need to charge you for the service. And that's how they get their money. Anyway, so I was in the pub. It was me, there was Sean, and there was a group of other people. And so I told everybody the story about what I'd done. And we were all having a good laugh. Everyone loved the story, and everyone was laughing, and really getting into it, going, oh, good one, excellent, one!" Well, I'll bloody show the bastards, and, and that kind of thing. We were all getting into it, going, how, how... And I was saying, bloody hell, I mean, but you've got to wonder how gullible some people must be to think that someone's just going to ring you up benevolently from India and say they're going to fix your computer and stuff. I said, but, you know, like, you can understand certain older people doing that. suppose but my god there must be some gullible people in the world for these people to be successful at this i mean they must who are the idiots say who are the idiots who would fall for that and we're all sort of laughing at it and then i noticed that the only person at the table who isn't laughing is sean and someone says all right sean and he says well the thing is i got a phone call today from a call center in india and he basically told the exact story. The only difference is Sean had typed in all of the text and then he got told that he had a virus and that we're going to charge him for it. But fortunately, he said, oh, well, I'll think about it and uh, and give me a call back a bit later on when I've got my card details and stuff to hand So fortunately, he didn't give the credit card details over. But anyway, sure enough, he had a virus on his computer that they'd given him. So in the end, he just formatted the computer and got rid of everything that was on the computer rather than pay these people. But I cannot believe that he fell for the scam. Thank you very much for listening to today's dollop. I'll be back tomorrow with a special dollop. A bit of a treat. A much-anticipated dollop. A reminder that the Young'ins in the Mix is now up on the Young'ins podcast page in the David Eagles Pick and Mix page on my website, so feel free to check that out. But I shall be back for dollop two hundred and seventy-two tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>